All right, we're back. Incendiary Radio on the network. This is up, this breaking on the new American today. Soros claims Russian defeat in Ukraine would catalyze the dissolution of the Russian empire. So a lot of writers have been talking about the elite's dream to break up Russia into smaller states. Just as Israel, the Greater Israel Project dream was to break up the surrounding states uh, into smaller kind of factions and uh, entities. Okay? So, globalist billionaire financier George Soros said on Thursday that Russia's defeat in the Ukraine conflict would lead to collapse of what he termed the Russian Empire, adding that such an outcome would be welcomed by former Soviet republics. The, now, that that's, could be possible with some of them. You know, I, do, I don't... I am not a specialist on the, you know, how good the relationship of the surrounding countries, uh, you know, and the Russian Federation are to Russia itself, okay? You know, Dagestan, Chechnya, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, I mean, all these, Tajikistan, all these places. I'm not a specialist in any of that. I don't know how they feel um, about Russian domination, you know, and, and so forth, whether they like being part of it or not. I'm sure it's a mixed bag. Okay. The Ukraine cl- crisis that broke out in full force last year has catalyzed one of the bloodiest European conflicts since World War II and is the greatest standoff between Moscow and the West since the 62 Cuban Missile Crisis. Without revealing the source of his information, Soros claimed that while the U.S. would back Ukraine, President Joe Biden had cautioned um, Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky that World War III had to be avoided. Nonetheless, as the past months have revealed, Zelensky has been demanding more weapons from the West to armed forces in Ukraine to combat the Russians. Uh, previously, a hedge fund manager, the American Jewish mogul, said that although the Russian army was poorly led, ill-equipped, and demoralized, President Putin had relied on the Wagner mercenary group to fight the Ukrainian military in certain areas of the Donbass. The countries of the former Soviet Union can hardly wait to see the Russians defeated in Ukraine because they want to assert their independence, Soros told the Munich Security Conference based on a text of a speech released by his office. This means that a Ukrainian victory would result in the dissolution of the Russian Empire. Russia would no longer pose a threat to Europe and the world. That would be a big change for the better. Um, so it goes on and on. Um, Mr. Producer, let's get clip eight ready. Now, when you, when you listen to this, when I heard this today on another broadcast, just, it made me so sick and it made me embarrassed to be an American um, especially an American veteran, you know, of the armed forces, that that we have these people posing as our leaders. But it's it's just such an indicator of how far along we are to idiocracy. Let's go ahead and play clip eight. The United States has formally determined 
that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Oh, please. Let us renew our commitment to the rule of law. Oh, and God. we must stay strong. Because if Putin were to succeed with his attack on these fundamental principles, other nations could feel emboldened to follow his violent example. All right. So you 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 satanic weirdos just bombed the Nord Stream too. You just most likely did this train derailment and blew it sky high, putting dioxins all in the air and everything else. And then you're going to sit here. You people, you did 9-11 in our own country to us. And I'm not talking about camel toe. I'm just talking about her and the cabal of which she serves. How many false flag operations have you done to blame other countries? How many leaders have you assassinated that didn't want to play ball and installed brutal tyrants? It's just mind-blowing that these people could get up here and, I mean, say these things. It's I, I'm just... It's just so over the top. Um, here's one. Today's the day. This was from the 16th. The Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi set to open and will serve as the international headquarters of the one world religion of Chrislam. You know, this is... It's interesting that it's in Abu Dhabi. This is where Fight Island for the UFC is. And, you know, there's all this dust up right now in the UFC with um, Islam Makachev, the um, the lightweight champion, and this this kind of dust up between Dana White, the the head of the UFC. And, of course, we know Ari Emanuel sits over the top of Dana White. But um, it, it, I wonder how much, you know, these guys like Joe Rogan, Dana White, how much pressure and how much button pushing goes on by the alphabets on these guys. 
Dana White acts like he forgets Islam Makachev's name, you know, and of course he's a Dagestani and Khabib Nurmagomedov is the lightweight was the lightweight champion and and I played that stuff where there's speculation that he is being groomed right now for a political role in Dagestan. And so this this all has to do with this war, Putin, uh, you know, uh, Ramzan Kadyrov of Chechnya. This this stuff really there's a lot of rubber that meets the road with MMA and culture and foreign policy. And so now we have in Abu Dhabi the Abrahamic family house. Okay. So a landmark, you know, the Abraham Accords and all this stuff that Jared Kushner was behind the scenes doing. Um, A labor landmark interfaith compound, the United Arab Emirates housing, a new synagogue is set to open Thursday afternoon in a ceremony, kicking off a series of events over the weekend. So here's, what's crazy is, in a Muslim land, they are tolerating this triune house of worship that's going to have a Jewish synagogue, a Catholic church, and a mosque. Okay? It's a creation of two of the most unlikely partners, Mohammed bin Zayed and Pope Francis, anti-Pope Francis. The other, their other collabs include the document on human fraternity and a little something called the Abraham Accords. Um, it, very, very fascinating. Um, from the Times of Israel, the Abrahamic family house located on Sadiat Island in Abu Dhabi also contains a mosque and a church. It was initially slated open 2022. The open... The ceremony will be followed by a conference on Friday morning on relations between the faiths. The local Jewish community will hold Shabbat prayers in the synagogue led by Chief Rabbi Yehuda Sarna. An interfaith council to oversee projects advancing tolerance was formed as a result of the declaration and named the Higher Committee of Human Fraternity. The Abrahamic Family House was its first initiative. Um... So a lot of people are keeping their eyes on this Chrislam kind of thing going on. Uh, very, very fascinating. Uh, let's see. We've got a caller breaking in. James in Vancouver. What's on your mind, sir? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I knew the Israelis did the Nord Stream pipeline. You know why? How's that? The pipelines can't shoot back. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna try. Mm-hmm. Go I'm gonna try to check with some of my Chinese contacts and see who Putin is really working for. Whether this is just uh, he's clearing uh, Ukraine out to uh, let Israel move in there, or, or what's going on. I'm gonna find out because um, I believe that uh, probably there's some commitment between China and Russia about um, what they're gonna do in the future in terms of. Uh, you know the world, uh, the world establishment, and uh, so uh, I think I'll try to check that out for you and see what I can come up with. All right. Anything and, uh, else? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I I'm sorry things are going this way, but uh, I can only say that Soros and his buddies are going to come and buy the 
Ohio River Valley and stuff like that for a nickel on the dollar. This is what they're all trying to do. Trash America and buy it for nothing, you see. so. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. There's this YouTuber that I watched named Nick Johnson, and he... He does these top ten lists, ten, top ten worst cities to live in California. But he also does a lot of documenting on like the collapse of certain areas of the country. And you know, when when Fukushima happened and um, so forth and so on, and then you have this, which you know didn't pan out, I guess, to be as bad as like rents and all those guys were saying at at first. You know. They, it's what that happened in 2011. We're at 2020. We're 12 years later, and I'm sure the damage is not good, but it it it's taking longer than a lot of them thought. You know, the Earth is a pretty resilient um, place, but the intentional destruction of California, as far as um, both the open border and the fentanyl and just basically the government pulling the rug from out of, of under law and order at all to where you've created this hodgepodge of homeless encampments. Um, I really think that the California and, and then this exodus of, of decent people <laughs> leaving the West coast all the way from Seattle to San Diego. I think a lot of this has been slated to, turn over probably, you know, this land very, very cheap to uh, speculators and so forth. Right, yeah. Um, well, you got a whole list. Uh, Gates, the Chinese, Soros, yeah. the Rothschilds, yeah. the Vatican. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, I'm sorry that I believe all your broadcasts are going to be harder and harder to do because I just can't see any way forward now because um, it's it's well, looking pretty bad, but... Yeah, it's it's all it's all basically now you're just documenting the descent. You know, my Twitter profile on my on my Twitter which I've had, I don't know, on that my broadcast probably since 2013 or 2014, I think. Um but basically it's like documenting mankind's race to hell on earth and that's been up there for years. <laughs> and yeah. it's pretty yeah. much now it's just like the race, though, has moved into high gear, and now we're watching just the the kitchen sink being thrown at 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 order and decency or what have you. I mean, it's open pedophilia, open yeah. uh, child. Um, I mean, you're getting Christian teachers fired now from schools because they don't want to lie to parents about the schools warping their kids into these so-called transitions. I mean, this yeah. is where we're at. I mean, well, I, you there's going to be a reaction. Apparently there is a reaction. There's some serious prayer meetings going on down in Kentucky and places like that. Yeah, I've got that um, up in my notes. I'll try to cover that. Alrighty, well, look, thanks for taking my call. I'll, I'll let you go and get back to you later. All right, see ya. Yeah, bye now. Um, yeah, this big, this big um, revival kind of thing going on. Um, it's it, revival still happening. Thousands wait in line to get inside Asbury University Chapel service. 
Um, so the revival broke out at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. The revival stated on February 8th when a group of students, students didn't leave their normal Wednesday chapel service, but instead stayed after the service and spent time repenting and praising God. Now, after 11 days, the chapel service is still going with no signs of slowing down. The revivals attracted thousands of people all across the world in the auditorium where the revival services are being held are completely filled, which has led to thousands of people waiting in line for hours to attend services. Uh, more than 5,000-plus people have shown up. Over 10,000 people are in line in the auditorium, crowding the lawn outside and attending overflow venues. Um, you know... Um, things have happened like this in the past and um, it's it's fascinating that right when people feel as if they're being pushed right to the edge that sometimes things like this happen um, uh so we'll see. You got to watch for hijackers and, and these type of people that want to move um, something like this from something that started out as possibly very pure and a move of, you know, the spiritual realm and then kind of corralling it into uh, some sort of agenda. So you got to got to watch that stuff. Um Hopefully it's protected and, and, you know, so forth. Uh, Dan in Washington. Dan, what's up, man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, about Russia and Putin and what he's coming from. And uh, uh, RT News is off cable now, but they still have their website up. Yeah, yeah, I and, scan uh, it. Yeah, if you... The inter there's a show called uh, Interview, and uh, I thought they were good, specifically the Medvedev interview and then the one with uh, Dugan. And, uh, you know, Medvedev, I guess, apparently he's a fan of Black Sabbath and uh, Led Zeppelin and <laughs> pretty modern right. guy, very, very friendly and uh, intelligent. So... He gives a good interview, and he, you know, he basically just said we thought of every angle, and we're going to win. You know, and, uh, seems like a to me. He seems I get a good vibe from him as far as being a good person. Uh, and then Dugan, his view, the vibe I got from that interview was basically, you know, you're going to have a Russian Orthodox kind of area mixed with. Uh, basically, because he was kind of saying, well, we weren't right about everything in World War II. And he talked about uh, National Socialist Germany, the economy, and how good it was. So I kind of see him going for a mix of, like, Russian Orthodox Christianity mixed with uh, National Socialist Germany's economic policy. And if they did that, I mean, could you imagine a huge country like Russia... And then say they did uh, have an alliance with Germany or something, and they got rid of the Rothschilds and, you know, had the same policies as, uh, you know, Germany did in the 1930s. Well, it's pretty I mean, good, you know. 
you know, there's been a lot of people that have that are very leery of Dugan and the Duganites and all their 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 kind of followers here in the United States. Um, the Nazi bowls, the Nazi Bolsheviks movement, where they're kind of using Nazi or with a big hammer and sickle inside instead of a swastika. Um, you know, I don't know enough about Dugan. He talks a good game when he's being interviewed by Western um, so-called journalists and so forth. But then there's other people that have dug, kind of drilled down deep into the guy, and they they don't like what they see. Um, I, I don't. I'm not that up to snuff on it. But um, you know, yeah, when, when you're talking about. I, I, with, you, when you're talking about totally... Russian orthodoxy, when you're talking about Russian orthodoxy, you all, once you do that, then you also have to pull Rome into the conversation and the Jesuits and um, their hatred of the Great Schism and um, their desire to bring orthodoxy back into the Catholic fold. Um and almost a by any means necessary Machiavellian uh, attitude about that. You know, and some people say Russia being the third Rome and all of that. And so um, so the Jews have their designs on Khazaria. Rome has its ultimate designs trying to crush orthodoxy. And that makes for a real bad witch's brew um, of kind of forces. And then, of course, you got the economic aspect of Russia allegedly sitting on trillions and trillions of dollars worth of natural resources um, that right. people are trying to get to. That's why, hence, this whole thing of trying to break up the Russia into these smaller kind of factions. And then that way, the the evil ones can come in and do their thing economically and basically plunder the fuck the, the area if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I remember uh I think it was the pope for the first time in what uh, hundreds of years the head of the uh orthodox church met with the pope I think in Cuba and that was what like 15 20 years ago and I don't know uh, it wasn't even that. Um but then you also had this weird stuff about Antarctica, the the, the yeah. head of the Orthodox Church, and all these people going down to Antarctica and all this, you know, and that opens up a whole nother kind of realm of conversation. But very, yeah, very, it, yeah, it, it's interesting. But I, I don't think Rome's in any position to do anything. I think uh, the Orthodox Church would kind of envelop Rome, if anything. And all Christianity would just go Orthodox or go away. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. With the financial power of um, that's behind the scenes, financial power of Rome and um, some of these black nobility families is uh, there's a yeah. lot there. Um, so true. I don't, you know, I don't know, but. Um, there's so many plots and schemes and everything else with all these different factions vying for their vision of who's going to control uh, this this world government. You got Fatso from the Bank of International Settlements talking about we're ready to go to the CBDCs. Um, 
you got Schwab and these characters talking about whoever controls the AI will dominate the world and all this crap. You know what I'm saying? There's just so much, you know, loony stuff going on. It's like, it's like you jerks, you, 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 these movies like freaking Terminator been around for freaking 35 years and you didn't learn one simple lesson from the Terminator or matrix or none of that. You guys want to just go headlong into it and you want, you know, like these people with the quantum D wave computers talking about the ghost in the machine and, uh, you know, what really is AI and then people talking about it's actually freaking, you know, demonic forces are going to, you know, inhabit this stuff and pose as artificial intelligence when they're, you know, when it's actually evil forces, you know, uh, spiritual forces in the universe. That's some just crazy stuff. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and don't forget about BlackRock. I mean, our, our realm, I think, in America here is just BlackRock, you know. Larry Fink wants the border open and wants, well, capitalism and, yeah. uh, you know, so. Yeah. It's anyway. Vanguard, yeah, Vanguard and BlackRock and all this ESG environmental social governance crap, which I was just basically saying yeah. it was this green woke, green woke governance is basically what it is. The scam, yeah, and it's and it's all anti-white. Yep. I mean the the stuff. That anyway, the, the, well, great show. I just wanted to uh, recommend that uh, uh, I'm sure you've seen them. Those interview shows are pretty good because he. Can hear it directly from most people, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah I monitor RT. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks. Have a good night. Thanks. All right, later. Um, this is on State of the Nation. I wanted to kind of dig into this a little bit. Um, these are the Khazarian-controlled Illuminati mafia families who run the world, the Jewish Jesuit bloodlines, the real families who, behind the scenes, control the world through religion, including both Judaism and Christianity, finance, property, land, as well as through total control and manipulation of the markets of the world. Um, this, part, this document is in part an adaptation of, of an article found online who, without source provided, entitled, This is the Mythos Mafia, the Papal Bloodlines of the Jesuits. Having spent my lifetime researching and deepening my understanding of what is really underway on Earth, I recommend the following article be read in conjunction with the real history of the Earth, why in hell all this is happening again, blah, 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 blah. I've been unable to find or contact the author of Mythos Mafia to ask permission to use the information provided in the article, and blah, 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 blah. So the personages often imagined to be at the top are actually the second level of the human power hierarchy. The Rothschild family clearly controls massive wealth, but there exists wealth far greater and historic via power structures dating back to the Roman Empire, to the founding of the Catholic Church, reaching back through the Egyptian dynasties into ancient Persia and beyond into the mists of history. These families have moved kings and queens, bishops, knights, and pawns behind the scenes. The main family names are Orsini, Breakspear, Aldo Brandini, Farnese, Somaglia. And I, when I looked at Somaglia, I was like, that's fascinating. So their, their name is on the country, Somalia. Interesting, isn't it? which, uh, of course, used to be called Abyssinia. What was that? Ethiopia. 
no Somaliland, no something, Swaziland. I can't remember, but Somalia, that was an Italian colony. Um, they're, they're, these are at the core of the thirteen ruling satanic families on planet Earth. They exercise control of the Roman Catholic Church through the Jesuit order, based in Borgio Santo Spirito, Rome, and over the international Jewry through their Sanhedrin. This seat of power over fallen mankind works in contact concert with the Satanic Committee of 300, as mentioned in the works of Dr. John Coleman. Um, some reading this might find it surprising, even unbelievable, that the same people actually control both Christianity and Judaism for on the world stage. These have been presented as opposites, as arch enemies. Extensive genealogical research, however, reveals this to be the case. I have discovered repeatedly either direct Jewish lineage or closely interwoven, interwoven Jewish genealogical presence via marriage of all these essentially satanic. As mentioned, some of the material presented here comes from the papal the paper titled The Papal Bloodlines of the Jesuits. Um, let's see. The author proceeds to imply all these families are Roman ancestrally, not Jewish, and it's a Roman Catholic Church which focuses hell on earth, coordinated by, by these Roman families via the Jesuit order. This, to me, is a serious misdirection and obfuscation of the truth. The papal bloodline paper presents an ex, um, excellent opportunity for me to provide an example of what I've discovered regarding these families. Basically, He's saying that a lot of these are crypto-Jewish, and so these these Italian papal bloodline families, um, it gets into the fact that a lot of them are crypto-Jewish, and most and all of them are. Okay, we'll see you on the other side. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Have you been looking for a trusted long term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. 
Caldwell, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Basically, the, the crux of the article is is all these black nobility families, many of them through intermarriage and everything, kind of like the the British throne with the, the Goldsmiths, the Montefiores, the Rothschilds, and so forth. A lot of these carry Italian names, but they're full of crypto Jews now because they've 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 burrowed their way into these families. All right. House of Borgia, Breakspear, Somaglia, Orsini, Conti, Chigi, Colonna, Farnese, Medici, Gaetani, Pamfili, Este, and Aldo Brandini. Okay, that's supposedly the 13 core Jewish Jesuit satanic bloodlines, um, which, you know, um, Fritz Springmeier wrote his book, uh, Bloodlines of the Illuminati, which has totally different names in it. I just thought it would be interesting to kind of throw that angle out there. Um, so, naturalnews.com. Trains carrying hazardous materials continue to rail around the country. Is the U.S. under attack? And, you know, I this crossed my mind. Because I'm like, look, how many times can we screw with other countries and do these things like Nord Stream and not have some sort of repercussions? You know how many Russians live in the United States and how many of them have money and probably have the ability to carry out things? You know, there was a... There was a pipe bomb pipe bomb found on the train tracks behind St. Dominic's Catholic Church in Philadelphia. That broke today. So an 18-inch pipe bomb was found on the tracks Sunday afternoon. Um, so you got a lot of people that could be 
going operational with sabotage type of things here. Not necessarily, you know, you look at, you look at the government, sure. And, and agents within the government, I mean, all, all the stuff breaking about January 6th right now about undercover cops, Antifa, all, all these people being there. I mean, teachers, teachers bragging on social media and to their students that they dressed up as Trump supporters and were out there doing things on January 6th, and they're still walking around safe, okay? But so, so they're finding pipe bombs and all this stuff, but... Are, are we under attack from, let's just say, another state actor? Or are we under attack through proxies, right? Like, you know, your Earth Liberation Front Antifa types? Um, or are it straight-up government agents being told to do this? You know, um, I don't know. No accidents. The, ob- the oblivious masses have no idea they are being systematically exterminated by a series of planned disasters. Um, it's it's mind blowing. Um, Mr. Producer, get clip three ready, and this is kind of like just to bring this back in your mind as we're talking about all this other stuff with the shots, these injections. The cancer rates going crazy and everything else. But think about these these weapon systems in plain sight, these antennas. Go ahead and play clip three. So what brings me here today is the rollout of 5G technology. And people need to understand that 5G technology is very different from 2G, 3G, and 4G that preceded it. And that is because the wireless radiation is using a higher frequency. Our current wireless technology uses about one gigahertz to four gigahertz. Um, This new 5G technology is ultra high frequency, ultra high intensity, and it's 24 gigahertz to 90 gigahertz. To put this in some type of perspective, 90 gigahertz is 90 billion electromagnetic waves per second hitting your body. We know people are already getting sick from the lower frequencies, and we expect, that is our scientists expect, that these higher, ultra-high frequency uh, microwaves are going to bring people to disease quicker and in a more intense form. The other problem with 5G technology is these microwaves are very short, so our old microwaves were about... What happened there, Mr. Producer, Oh, we got had a computer crash down there at the network. Okay, well, no big deal. But basically, what he's talking about is the he gets into how five G is that much more dangerous as far as causing cancers in this thing. So, unfortunately, you know the shots are bad enough, but then we've got these freaking towers being able to manipulate frequency and so forth and so on and then just zap us like bugs so this is up on fitz and fitzpatrick informer and uh from uh, on december 31st 2011 putin congratulated russian citizens on the new year and western well-being 
Now, the website of the government of Russia published the text of his congratulations, part of which caused extreme bewilderment among Orthodox Christians. He said this, by the way, the coming of year is the year of the dragon, according to the Eastern calendar, Putin said. I was born I was born just in the year of the dragon. As a rule, these are the good times we have always had. I hope that this time the dragon will bring good luck, well-being, and prosperity to every Russian family, to all our citizens. This strange passage from the Russian Prime Minister's New Year's congratulatory speech to the Ruskaya Narodnaya Linaya News Agency was commented by the well-known Russian writer, co-chairman of the Writers' Union of Russia, Vladimir Krupin. With this statement, Vladimir Putin demonstrated, if not maliciousness, then complete ignorance. It is not clear who writes these speeches to him and why he himself is not aware of what he says to his fellow citizens. It is extremely strange that the man whom we have seen so many times praying and being baptized in the temple of God called out, for help, not God, but the dragon. This is some kind of wild paganism, some kind of complete occultism. But he could say how symbolic the year 2012 can be for us because 12 is a wonderful apostolic number. He could say how symbolic it is that the new year begins on Sunday, i.e. from Sunday service, it would be Russian and Orthodox. I feel very sorry for Putin and those who write his speeches. It is obvious that these people are in the devil's captivity and reproduce the corresponding messages. I just wanted to throw that out there because, I, you know, you see things like this and you're like, you wonder about any politician, um, you know, when you're talking about somebody that's been in power that long in a country and so forth and so on. Uh, Michael Snyder, a cover-up of epic proportions is happening in East Palestine and Ohio. Um, and so he gets into um, over Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, the water safe to drink. We never thought that the municipal water was contaminated, but out of abundance of caution, our Ohio EPA took samples which were analyzed, and they in fact came back and were shown to be safe. Do you believe him? Um, and then it gets into all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I hope it's not a, uh, you know, I hope it's not like cataclysmic, like some of these folks are saying, um, cause that, there's, you know, that's people are talking about, that's where a lot of the Amish are and farmland and, some people were saying that it's all that this area was where Trump supporters are super strong and then they attacked him because of that. You know, um, Jim Stone, now he's got a different view. He's sitting here talking about the damage done by the Ohio train derailments done. There will be no more. Important hoax reports are now surfacing about chemical rain in various places due to the derailment and burn, and they are really good for clicks. Reality, as soon as the wind blew it all off the East Coast, the threat was gone and likely totally dispersed over the Atlantic to completely harmless levels, never to be seen or heard of again. How long did that take? Two and a half days. How long ago was the derailment? About two weeks now. It is evident hoaxers are trying to milk the story out and now far beyond what is justified. Um... Let's see. Bottom line, the damage is done. It's not going to keep expanding like a Hollywood monster. There was no rain anywhere to wash that crap out of the air during a relevant time frame. It simply flowed over the land 
and blew out to sea. The ocean can take care of it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, particulate is not just going to stay in the air. It's going to settle back down um, onto where people are living. That's where I'm at. And so I, I'm hoping it's not as bad as some of the, you know, you know, the real alarmists are saying, but, um, I don't think it's just hey, it all just stayed in the air and it blew out to sea and hey, and now it's all hunky dory. I, I don't believe that either. Um, leaked, leaked ATF documents reveal the Biden regime scheme to close gun stores ar- across the country. So now the, they're all these leaked documents basically saying, um, they're really tightening up all these administrative procedures to where if you got a crooked toenail at a gun store or so forth and so on, um, they're going to start to just try to start revoking people's FFLs, which is their federal firearms licenses and close closing up their shops. Um, you know, this was on Henry Macau earlier in the week, a couple of days ago. Smoking gun, no nuclear bombs were dropped on Japan. Um, and it gets into this whole kind of thing where there's so many people argue it over the years about whether nukes exist, whether nukes were dropped on Japan, and all this stuff. And it's always been an argument kind of in alternative media circles whether nukes exist or not and so forth and it's it's an interesting read and everybody's gonna have to come to their own decision on that sort of thing their own conclusions about whether you believe in nuclear weapons whether you believe that you know uranium and plutonium and all that are super dangerous to humans and you know you had you got you know you had those old videos where some scientists would sit there and what would he he would rub himself with allegedly radioactive uh, material or he would even eat some of it, put it in his mouth and all that. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Uh, up on Winter Watch from three days ago, the Ashley Babbitt Capitol Hill stage deception psyop. And it really gets into the fact, and I was, you know, I was kind of, when this all happened, I kind of had strange misgivings about it. And it gets into um, the concept of her being sheep-dipped. This is where the military pretends to separate you, but you still secretly still work for it. Uh, In Babbitt's career to a security or counterintelligence role. Um... And it gets into almost immediately this exemplary military veteran started exhibiting running foul of the law on disciplined behaviors. Um, and it basically, out of the blue, she becomes a diehard Trump QAnon supporter and all this stuff. So um, Her grandfather said he was perplexed by her Trump support and didn't know the reason for it. Um, So I don't know. It's an interesting read. Get into, you know, um, whether you think this whole thing with the Ashley Babbitt was, you know, and it gets into some angles. I kind of uh, find it interesting. We'll just put it that way. 
Um, end of American sovereignty. Biden regime negotiates legally binding deal to give World Health Organization full, author, full authority over U.S. pandemic policies. No Senate approval needed. The Biden regime never fails to orchestrate an, an avenue to circumvent the U.S. Constitution and betray the American people. The bombshell report from the Epoch Times Sunday reveals the regime is about to surrender America's sovereignty to WHO and give them full control over future pandemic policy. Um, they, they, it was revealed that Biden's Health and Human Service Department secretly submitted proposed amendments, strengthen WHO preparedness for and response to health emergencies, to the WHO to reform international health regulation, regulations of 2005, um, plan for a mandatory universal digital passport and ID system. You know, we'll, we heard about all that going on in Canada. There's a there's an event here right here in our face that is going to let's say move things forward very very quickly towards this you know national ID digital passport you're going to have to have some sort of digital ID to get online and eventually tie this into the central bank digital currency social credit all that crap um, so, I mean, hopefully cooler heads prevail here and it never, you know, gains enough steam, but very, very fascinating. Catholic Bishop David O'Connell shot dead in his home in LA. Authorities label his death of murder. Okay. So he was, he had a home in Hacienda Heights killed Saturday, 69 years old. Um, you know, some people are trying to theorize about, well, you know, whether this was just some sort of a street crime or whether this is some sort of, um, hit report. Jerusalem Christians feel growing harassment from violent Jewish ultranationalists. Um, a February 13th report states that for several weeks, a small Christian community in Jerusalem's old city has felt under pressure because of growing harassment and intimidation from violent Jewish ultranationalists. The pressure started to kick in reportedly after the new Netanyahu government was sworn in. The guy Netanyahu goes on, who goes on all the Bible prophecy programs and talks about how great you know friends uh, the Israelis are to Christians and everything. In the past two months, I would say since the beginning of the new government, attacks like this are becoming very, very usual. Miran Krikorian, a restaurant owner in the old city, toward Reuters. And the problem is that we're feeling that there's nothing we can do about it. In February, an American man identified by church authorities as a Jewish radical was detained after he vandalized the statue of Jesus in the Church of the Flagellation, a Roman Catholic church and pilgrimage site. According to tradition, the church rests on a spot where Christ was flogged by Roman soldiers while he was carrying the cross to Calvary. Church of the Flagellation is part of the custody of the Holy Land and represents the Vatican. In his statement, the organization said the incident was a hate crime. The man who vandalized the statue is an American religious Jew. 
the custodian said it was the fifth incident of violence against the church in recent weeks, coming after a group of religious Jews attacked tourists in the Christian quarter last week. Uh, isn't that nice, huh? All these Jews want to attack Christians in quote-unquote Israel. And then all John Hagee and the fat sack and all his little buddies want to talk about how, you know, we got to support and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Counterfeit of the biblical New Jerusalem already planned <clears throat> as a smart city. Okay. Um, something was just proposed in the Middle East. Okay. Um, and is let's see. It basically it's it's somewhere in the Middle East. It looks like it's something from the Borg ship from Star Wars. Okay, and it's and basically they're you know um, this is a a proposed kind of let's just say New Jerusalem. Um, kind of fascinating. Keith Oberman, this clown, calls for economic civil war to repeal the Second Amendment. The far-left journalist declared during a recent podcast that Democrat-controlled blue states should financially ruin red states in order to destroy conservative support for gun ownership. The blue states are already ruining the United States due to the fact that they keep getting bailed out for their silly fiscal policies. Just... It's crazy. Blue states have all the money and the red states are somehow destitute and relied on the good graces of rich Democrats. Yeah, right. When your pension systems are in the toilet, I mean, if you really look at it, all pension systems are in the toilet. But lawsuit finds Dominion voting systems knew their machines were rigged. Top executives at Dominion, even though they're suing everybody that they can for saying that Dominion was all screwed up. They knew their machines rigged, but allowed the faulty machines to be used during the 2020 elections, according to new court documents. The lawsuit between Fox News and Dominion found that Dominion employees knew that the security of their own systems was virtually non-existent. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's funny because they're sitting there suing the pants off everybody, but then all these discovery documents, it, even um, Eric Coomer, um, he's sitting there talking about um, our our stuff is riddled with bugs, um, you know, all this stuff. And so we'll see how this all plays out. But these people have no shame. They'll uh, they'll sue you anyway. Um, so. You got more pick. You got more things of people dying. Twelve-year-old collapses, dies during no-contact football practice. Um, video: A Jewish Democrat says banning abortion violates her religious liberty. I mean, Eileen Filler Corn, Filler Corn, isn't that nice? Says that limiting or banning abortion would victimize Jewish people. Jewish Democrat Eileen Filler-Corn is claiming that banning or simply limiting abortion in Virginia would be an unconstitutional violation of your Jewish religious liberty and the religious liberties of thousands of other Jews around Virginia. 
It's funny how the Satanic Temple and all these Jews are very, very close when it comes to their view on abortion being religious liberties on the hands of these Jews and then a religious sacrament um, by the uh, Satanic Temple. I find that fascinating. Um, chemical warning, being exposed to just one thirty-second millionth of a gram, one thirty-second millionth of a gram of dioxins is your massive, your maximum lifetime allowable exposure. And so they're talking about this. Um, the derailment and the explosions released these substances known to man dioxins. We had a big dioxin scandal here in Times Beach, Illinois, back in the 80s, I believe it was, here uh, in the St. Louis area. And so now that they've told it, everybody that they can go back there and all these people, you know, you just hope for the best that all these people aren't getting exposed to this uh, massive amounts of dioxins. Now, this is on Israel 365 News. There's more to rioting anti-Semitism than Joe Rogan's rants. Uh, the timing was fortuitous, even if the news was depressing. A week after an episode of the Joe Rogan experience featured an anti-Semitic exchange between the host and fellow podcaster Crystal Ball, the American Jewish Committee released a new poll documenting the fact that most Americans, Jewish and non-Jewish, think that Jew hatred is growing. Not on the. It's not because of the behavior of Jews at all, though. No, it's just it just comes out of nowhere. It's just something spontaneous that comes out of nowhere that people start looking at Jews and saying, "Hey, wait a minute! I'm seeing way too many of these people doing nefarious things in the world." Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the broadcast, folks. Who knows how much longer we can do this? Everybody, take care. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the Republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the Republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.